Good morning, White Rock, and a special greeting to all you hospital patients and shut-ins. Glad to have you all here. Welcome. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Norm Neekin. As a representative for CSL White Rock, I recognize that I am a settler on this land. I'm grateful and honored to live and operate on the traditional, ancestral, and unceded territory of the Coast Salish people and that all other members of this gathering are working and living in the traditional land of many other indigenous peoples. As CSL White Rock is committed to the vision of a loving, vibrant world that works for all, we're committed to uplifting indigenous voices, sorry, respecting traditional lands and working with communities towards reconciliation. I thank the first peoples who continue to live and care for Mother Earth and all that is above and all that is below. Now, it's a pleasure to have the very talented Beverly Elliott and Chris Nolan as our musicians today. Welcome, Beverly and Chris. Thank you. We are very happy to be with you this morning. Good morning. Good morning. We're going to sing you a song we wrote about just waking up and getting the day going. Wake up, wake up, there's a new day waiting here. Wake up, wake up, let possibilities appear. Turn your empty glass into an overflowing cup. Wake up, wake up. Let go, let go of everything you think you know. Let go, let go. Gotta make some room to grow. Fall up all your fears and cross them far as you can throw. Let go, let go. You've got nothing to prove and nothing that you're gonna lose. You solid ground move on move on take a look at what's around there is love in every heart you look upon so move on move on right now right now is all we really know we have Right now, right now, accept the good, accept the bad, cause love is on your side and love will always win somehow. Right now, right now, you've got nothing to prove and nothing that you're gonna lose. You. 
fabulous guys beverly and chris you guys are so good together you sound great together delighted to have you so uh csl white rock is an inclusive spiritual community and learning center we honor many paths to the one our teaching is based on four cornerstone beliefs one there is one life it is the source of all life and all things we are spirit having a human experience this is the big one for me. Nothing outside us needs to change in order for us to be happy. And we are here to walk each other home. Um, I wanted to mention, and I should mention, that uh, Barb and Chris are both accomplished actors and songwriters and would like to share with us the best way to find out more about their music and where else they are performing. So you can look for more information on Bev and Chris on our chat later. I'd like you to do that. Mm-hmm. And now we call upon the lovely Miss Tamara, all the way from Mazatlan, Margarita in hand, beach at her back, to share her thoughts with us for today. Tamara, over to you. Thank you, Norm. I promise I don't have a margarita. It's still, I know they say it's five o'clock somewhere, but it's not five o'clock here yet. (laughs) Well, thank you, everyone. And um, Chris and Beverly, I could not have picked myself any better songs than the songs that you spoke to today. As, As the title of my talk is The Internal Song and um, How We Pray That and was just touched my heart is we're going to touch on prayer today a little bit in my talk and that calling you home this one of our tenants that I'm going to talk about today too is that we're here to walk each other home and as CSL White Rock we're a loving vibe our vision is a loving vibrant world that works for all and imagine that if we're all felt that love and joy that you were talking about in your song and Today, we're creating those sacred opportunities for personal empowerment and collective transformation through wholehearted experiences of truth and spirit. And what a demonstration we've already had. I'm uh, so glad to be back at our Sunday gathering. And, um, you know, it feels like it's been forever for me since I've been in person with all of you. So I'm glad to be here, at least on Zoom. And I, I just can't believe it's already the middle of January. What the heck has happened? 
<laughs> it just seems like Christmas for me was yesterday. I think you've actually, when I get home, it will still be Christmas at my house. I don't think everything's been uh, <laughs> taken down quite yet, but that's, that's okay. It's good to have that little reminder. So today my talk is uh, about that internal song. And now we always think of that internal voice, that little monkey mind, that chatter that goes along. And it it could be the internal dialogue of the ego can appear to drown out that internal universal song, that spirit that is calling us home. So we wanted today kind of dive in how to learn a little more closely and create new harmony in our own lives. So the question I had when I was reading this and thinking about this topic is, well, how, how do we do this? How, how do we, how do we dial down that monkey chatter and listen to that, the brilliance of that divine living spirit that is within each of us? You know, I don't know about you, but there's so many people often talk about all the old tapes that run through our minds and, and, you know, it might have been the voice of a parent, or it might've been a teacher who were trying to guide you through your youth. And then they may have done it a little bit unskillfully. I mean, I know as a parent, I can't say that I've done everything absolutely as perfect as I would have liked or not said something that sometimes my children come and say, oh, mom, do you remember when you said this to me? Well, this is now how I think. I'm like, oh, gosh. And it's how we all internalize it. But then what happens, we internalize it, and then it becomes that beating drum, right, that we keep hearing Um, and it then can undermine our choices to grow and experience that more fulfilling life that we want. I, I don't know about any of you, but can you think of a time in your life that somebody maybe said something to you that you've carried it around? Yeah, I see people nodding. I see some, some hands raised for sure. Right. We can think about that. I know I had a, the privilege of, of speaking with a friend and there, I hadn't even talked about this subject of what I was doing my talk on. And we were talking about things and he told me that, you know, he goes, when I was young, I was told that I couldn't sing. I, I can't, you can't, that I couldn't carry a tune, that it was best, you know, just, just don't sing. It's, you know, <laughs> it's just better for all of us. And then he internalized that. But the thing is, is that he had um, a love of singing. And so there was that divine spark within him still that even though that, but he squashed it for quite some time, but then he started singing in the shower. Or he would, when he had children, he started singing to his children. And that brought him so much joy. And, you know, at the end of the day, that joy trans- transferred over to his children. And at the end of the night, that's what they wanted. They're like, Dad, sing us the song, sing us the song. And it's a, just a beautiful moment. I mean, he never became a professional singer or anything like that. But to him, singing to his children meant more to him 
than, than anything It's sharing that joy. And that's the thing that we want is sharing that joy of life with other people, or even in our own selves, because if we're radiating that joy out, then people pick up on that energy that we're expressing. You know, and it was even too for him that it, it brought him comfort. Unfortunately, his daughter ended up passing away at a young age. And he went up and he sang at her funeral. Like, how powerful is that? But it brought him comfort and it brought him joy, even in that moment of sadness, when he listened to that divine spark that was within him. And that was spirit calling him to express and he was able to control his own experience of what was going around around him rather than listening to that old story, that old tape of what people told him. I think Ernest Holmes sums it up this way. My thought is in control of my experience and I can direct my thinking. Okay. Let me say that again. My thought is in control of my experience and I can direct my thinking. Now, I know we're all on mute, but I'd like you all to say that out loud with me just to really embody it. So here we go together. My thought is in control of my experience and I can direct my thinking. So that leads me back to my first question. How do we do this? Well, luckily, we are religious scientists. We are all practitioners here on this call. And you might say, oh, I haven't studied. I haven't done all that. But each of you are a practitioner. And it's just a matter of how you want to embody that for yourselves. Because everybody's journey is is a little bit different. And the key to being that practitioner is spiritual mind treatment or affirmative prayer. And that is our key practice in religious science. And it can counter and even silent that uh, saying again, and Judy just asked for that saying again, I'll, I'll put it in the chat in a bit, Judy. And my internet might go a little bit wonky. So hopefully you guys are doing okay with hearing me. So that spiritual mind treatment, we can silent that ego voice and replace those tapes with that affirmative prayer that supports us. And through ongoing practice, we begin to hear more and more clearly that internal song that continues plays for us. Rather than hearing that I'm not good enough, I'm not this, I'm not that, I can't do this, I can't do that. And how many times maybe somebody has told you that, but you've gone out and done it anyways. And it's brought you joy doing something that somebody, (laughs) maybe not in that way of don't, as parents told you not to go do something, but in that thing that you knew that was yours to do. That, that spark, that internal peace. 
And I, I think that leads us to that the third tenant that we Norm so eloquently spoke about at the beginning of, of our session today, that nothing outside of us needs to change for us to be happy. Now, how does that relate to spiritual mind treatment or affirmative prayer? And how does it trade to that sentence that my thought is in control of my experience and I can direct my thinking? So Ernest Holmes says, life doesn't depend on something outside of us, but immediately it participates itself in our experience when we recognize in it, recognize it. It is the divine recognition which gives us the transcendent power that we may rely upon for this law is absolute. And knowing that there is a subtle power within me, that essence, that spirit, and I am sustained, I am guided, and I am kept in the way of peace, prosperity, and joy. And every atom of my being is vibrant with life. That is from um, Ernest Holmes and Raymond Charles Barker, 365 Days of Richer Living. Thought it was perfect for, of course, it was January 15th that that showed up. (laughs) And that was from there. And because today our affirmation for this talk is today my life harmonizes with the one. And when we conceive of a new idea, we're thinking directly from the creativity of God. God is both the inventor of the game and those who play it. It is the the author and the actor, the song and the singer. So when we're thinking of those new ideas, when we're doing our affirmative prayer, as we're thinking of our mental equivalent of what it is that we want to bring forth. So in, in our affirmative prayer, how we do it here as a religious scientist is first we recognize that there is the one mind, that one love, that universal thing that is there. And then the second step is that we unify with it, that we know that we are each one with that one. And Knowing that we are each one with that one, we know that everyone that we come into contact is one with that one. They are God expressed in themselves as we are God expressed. And it's looking at everybody through those eyes. And then our third step, and this is what I think this piece talks about in in our third tenet that nothing outside of us needs to change for us to be happy, is when we claim what it is that we want. I know that I am joy. I know that I am the living spirit that is here right now expressing through me. And I claim my abundance today. And Eric did that in his, um, in his meditation. So when we're in that claiming step, that third step, we have to, we need to consider our mental equivalent You know, our mental equivalent is working to activate that conscious mind. And so it may say that we today we claim our abundance and knowing that a new home will show up for me, but it it might not be a new home. We may say we want that new home, 
But spirit may have a much bigger idea than anything we could imagine. So what we treat for is not so much that new house, right? In our treatment, we might not go from there, but what it is, is that abundance. It is, uh, we, so we treat for what it is that we're wanting to feel, perhaps that safety and security, or maybe it's a connection with our family. So whatever that home means for you, if it's, it maybe it's a refuge or a retreat, or it could even be comfort, whatever it means to you, make sure that you include that in your affirmative prayer. And you may be think, tempted to think, oh, I want a home that has a view. I can see uh, the water, I can see the mountains or the forest. But it's not really the view. It's what does the view mean to you? Is it freedom? Is it beauty? Is it expansion? So when we consider that deeply, that is what you want. And then you move from that thinking place. So it was interesting. There was a, a story that they, they told about this creating this mental equivalent or understanding uh, of this is that in the Middle Ages, a citizen was arrested by one of the barons and he was shut up in a dungeon's castle and he was locked away and he was taken down these dark stairs, down, down, down. And he had this ferocious looking jailer who carried a great key that was like a foot long. And then he had uh, the door of the cell was open and the citizen was thrust into the dark hole and the door was shut with a bang. And there he was in this black hole. So he lay in this dungeon for 20 years. And every day the jailer came and he opened the big door and it was creaking and growing and he thrust a pitcher of water and some bread in and then he closed the door again. So after 20 years, the prisoner was like, I, I can't do this anymore. I, I can't stand being in this place anymore. And he wanted to die, but he didn't want to commit suicide. So he decided the next time that jailer was coming down, he was going to attack him and force the jailer to kill him because then he would have to kill him in self-defense. And then finally, his misery would end. So he decided he better examine the door carefully as to be ready for the jailer the next day. So going over, he caught the handle and turned it. <laughs> and to his amazement, the door opened. Upon investigation, he found that there was no lock on the door and it had never, ever been locked. For 20 years, he had not been locked in except he had been locked in his belief that he was locked in. So it is taking that story about how we see the effect of what our life is 
and really, really examining, is that really what it is? That belief that I have about my place of lack or that I don't have a good connection with my family, you know, then I can change that and I can go back to my affirmative prayer and claim that I know my good, that I have good in my life. I am connected. I am love expressed. And then the third point that I'd like to, then taking it into our, our fourth step is gratitude and release. But the thing is that what this faces it talks about for me in a lot of ways is almost going back to the number one step is knowing that we're never alone. We're never alone. So this actually, and that takes us to our last tenant that Norm talked about. We're here to walk each other home. As we're a spiritual community and we're here to dive into our learning as it centers for spiritual living, we are a teaching chapter. We are a learning center. We offer classes. We have the book, The Science of Mind, that helps us guide and learn more and more. So knowing that we're never alone, you know, we can face those times of challenge and uncertainty. And there's nothing to be ashamed of or wrong when we're having those periods of our life that are a little bit down, right? It's, a, it's about bringing out what it is. It's expressing them. It's feeling them, letting them go through us, and then moving through that because we don't want to hide them. We don't want to sugarcoat them and spiritual bypass things. Because that's easy to do. Put on, well, okay, I have red glasses today, but put on those rose-colored glasses and just pretend, no, no, it's all good. When I'm feeling like, you know what? So it's when I can acknowledge that and accept that and know that there is that divine presence that is operating in me that I can then move through to that last step. And I can turn to a practitioner. I can turn to a friend. I can write out my own spiritual mind treatment. And a lot of times, and when I'm doing that, it's because I can't see that truth for myself. Sometimes I forget. Sometimes it gets clouded. Sometimes it's muddy. Sometimes I'm like that lotus in the, in the mud, in the dirt, just trying to, I have to go through that mud to, to bloom out into that beautiful flower. So this is when you can reach out to somebody that you know in, in this teaching, because that's why we're here. We're walking each other home. We're here to practice together. We're here to say, hey, can you do a spiritual mind treatment? Can you know this truth for me? You can lean on your practitioners to know this. Because Dr. Ken Gordon, our past leader, spiritual leader, he, used to, he always says, if you believe that I believe this for you, then borrow my belief. If you believe that I believe this truth of who you are, then borrow it because there is a power in the universe and we can all use it. We can all use it. So today going forward, I say to you, be that bold expression of life. 
state clearly and with conviction that the one life is your life today. And that you step forward into this life with confidence and knowing that everything that is necessary to reach this fullness is revealed and brought before you. You're always working with that realm of thought and knowing that you can direct it. And we remind ourselves that we are all practitioners. And Ernest Holmes told us that conscious trained thought is more powerful than unconscious untrained thought. So when we're conscious that we are practitioners and we make careful use of our words and use those words that support us, and then we can support others around us. And even knowing that a lot of times our life is great and things are going well, and even amid that goodness, there's always room for more. There's always room for more. And, and But when we're in that place, it's not from that place of greed but rather from a place of giving, from overflow. When we're swimming in that abundance of life, there's a great opportunity to create beauty, peace, and love in the world. And the world needs you. The world needs you. Because there's no one else like you. And the fullness of your expression is a gift that continues to keep giving and circle spiring upwards. So we can share our gifts and our abundance with other, and we can engage in good works of all kinds and serve humanity. And it goes back full circle to here at CSL White Rock. We have a vision of a loving, vibrant world that works for all. And as we shine our lights, that allows others to shine theirs. And so it is. We have a lot to be grateful for today. The music, the talk, the insights. I, for one, appreciate it all. So speaking of gratitude, let's close by saying the spiritual practice of sacred giving begins with the recognition that it is part of our nature to give and to receive. At CSL White Rock, we teach that giving is not a practice we should do out of a sense of obligation, but something we choose to do out of a generous spirit of love and joy. The act of giving establishes balances and allows energy to flow freely coming in and going out. When you are balanced, you are naturally open to the miracles surrounding you at every moment. Let us affirm together our prosperity affirmation. Can you repeat after me, please? I am grateful for my life. I am grateful for my life. I am grateful all that I need flows to me effortlessly through channels unexpected and expected. I am grateful that all that comes to me through la la la. I am the instrument of this prosperous life. I am the instrument of this prosperous life. Okay, thanks. If you choose to give and support your spiritual community, you can donate on our website, mail us a check, or send an e-transfer. All the info is in the Zoom chat. Gifts of all sizes are helpful. Please know that your contribution makes a positive difference. Thank you so much.